Hey guys and welcome back to Music Gals. Today I'm here with Elena, also known as the Yard Woman, who is a DJ and producer hailing from the UK and Greece. She spent her years DJing in clubs in Bristol and she's got quite a few tracks out that are really, really sick. So yeah, I'm really excited to have a chat to her and find out more about her and her music career so far and kind of what it's like working as a DJ. And yeah, I really hope you guys enjoy the episode. You can check out Elena at The Yard Woman on Instagram and I'll be tagging everything over on the Music Gals socials. So yeah, hope you enjoy the episode. I saw you had a gig coming up, socially distant. Um, yeah, so one's at uh, Dare to Club on the 19th of May and that's the, the kind of tribal techno one. And then the other one's at Crofter's Rights um, on the 23rd of May, Sunday. And it's really cool because they're also giving away like tables of two and of four, because it might be sometimes difficult to get like a table of six always. So that's pretty cool, I think, by Mirage doing that. That's the brand. Sat down, yeah, but hopefully, you know, people still kind of dancing on their seats. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. I, I would like to go to something like that. We, I think we do have a few things like that coming up, actually. And yeah, I'd like to go because it sounds fun. Have you done any of them already with like kind of socially distanced? Uh, I, I came here for uni in Italy, um, and then I went back to Greece uh, for a gap year and oh, stayed there okay. during lockdown. And there, the concept of socially distanced events doesn't exist. It's like you have a normal event or you don't have any events. So yeah, I've never played at a sit down event ever. So it's going to be a first. Yeah, that'll be really fun then. Yeah, that'll be nice because I bet you've not played in like over a year then. Yes, it's been over a year. I I don't even remember what it's like, honestly, like playing and having really loud music. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited and it's just like a good warm up for, for June, obviously, when when stuff properly opens without the uh, guidelines and distancing. So it's going to be good to eat into it. We'll go into you then. So kind of how did you get into music and DJing? Mm. So yeah, it's quite a weird story, actually. Um, so I started really young. I was only 14 and I'm basically half Greek and half English. So I was in Greece at the time living there and I was at, um, you know, like a summer resort that I always go to every year. And every year we have a beach party, you know, the annual, uh, we went big speakers on the beach, bring drinks and stuff. And um, usually the parents of, of the friends kind of play, you know. That sounds so fun. Yeah, it was really good. And, you know, we were young. And for that, for us, that was like the major party. So basically that year when I was 14 years old, uh, the parents just decided to give us an hour like of the party. And they were like, you know, we don't know what music you kids like anymore. Um, so, you know, you can take an hour, make a playlist and, you know, have fun. So... So me and my other friend over there, like, we didn't just want to make an iTunes playlist or something. We wanted to do something a bit more complicated. So we downloaded um, Virtual DJ, which is the most basic free DJing software ever. Um, We downloaded it, made a set, played off the laptop, you know, with a mouse, no controller, no headphones even. Um, (laughs) And I just loved it. 
I was like, this is incredible. You know, you can, by changing the, the tracks and by your selection, you change the psychology of the people at the party. It was kind of like magic. From then on, I, I bought a controller. Um, I started collecting music, slowly building up a big library of tracks to be able to, you know, play for different crowds and for different moods and stuff. Um, and that's how I got into it. And then just by myself, just um, practicing at home, playing at, at bars initially. Yeah, That's so cool. Has your kind of like music taste kind of like evolved then? Like, has, have you always kind of been into like techno or has it kind of, what, how did you, what was kind of the genres you were playing at the beginning? Just kind of anything? Uh, so in the beginning I was playing like Deep House. So, so it's like slower than techno, but the same kind of vibe, like deep and kind of, chilled out you know not like tech house or very happy house it had that darker element but it was more chill um but then when I came to Bristol for uni when I was uh 17 I started DJing drum and bass I took a complete like 180 degree turn was DJing drum and bass in clubs here in Bristol like Motion, Lakota, Blue Mountain uh drum and bass and um I was really really deep into that scene and then I just suddenly switched to techno after going to a, a festival in Croatia in the summer completely blew my mind and fell in love with the genre really oh okay so you think do you think you'll kind of stay in that kind of techno or do you think you'll maybe I don't know swap and change do you feel like you found your genre I feel like I have found it well obviously I kind of there's there's so many sub genres of techno as well so you literally can get lost in the different subgenres and not get bored of it. Um, so, but yeah, I don't think I'll completely switch genre. I sometimes like playing progressive house, which is very close to melodic techno, which is my like very specific genre. But yeah, I think after producing techno, I feel like I'm very involved in it now that I make my own tracks. Who are some of like your biggest influences? Mm, so I think it'd have to be the Adana twins who are uh, German producers they they can really create an atmosphere with their tracks it's like and and it's kind of what I try to do when I make my own tracks is is start from somewhere and have a distinct point in the track that's like the climax of the track like you know I I really don't want to make flat tracks I want them to you know go up and then reach a certain point and then slowly come back down. And I think they they can really do that and they've mastered it after so many years of doing it. Um, mm. So I'd say the Adana twins um, and then probably Colin who is in the label Afterlife, which is arguably the best melodic techno um, label out there. And and yeah, I'd say those are my influences. And also drum and bass artists. Like I try to listen to many different genres in order to to get elements to mix things up, you know? Even like African music, I'm a lot of percussion. So yeah, I, I have many influences, yeah. Like, well, where you were in Greece, like what was the music scene like? Mm. So there's not a really big techno scene um there's quite a big house scene and also Greece is very big on Greek music which is you know very trendy and and most people listen to it it's kind of like 
the main well, yeah I didn't really have many influences from Greece um, so I think when I came to Bristol eventually and got essentially hit by this rave drum and bass scene it was so unlike anything I'd ever seen in Greece that I completely like you know indulged into it yeah that must have been so cool because obviously you were already into kind of the DJing in Greece and then you come over here and like yeah you kind of find your genre and stuff what's the scene like in Bristol I've never actually been to Bristol Mm -hmm. I really want to go on a night out down there it's I think it's one of the best cities to to go out in in the UK and it's just when there wasn't the lockdown and everything it's really cool that there's events with big DJs and big names also on weekdays so you know you don't have the classic oh I'm waiting to go out on a Saturday or Friday Saturday or Friday you can literally have four or five venues with headliners sold out and stuff but also if you want to go on a on a weekday and just like have a small rave and stuff you can still find places that are completely rammed and you know it's just it feels like a weekend every day that's how I describe it yeah that's cool yeah I do feel like we have a kind of similar feel that actually here in Nottingham like there are some good venues and yeah we have I I guess it's when you've got a student town as well that really helps like yeah definitely are you currently a student at the moment no I am I work in events management and different like electronic music projects um and basically now that we haven't had events and stuff uh We've been working on a book called Lady of the House, which oh, is the cool. first um, hardback book about women in dance music. It's never been done before, really. That's so cool. The authors are Layla McKenzie, who's a seasoned um, music promoter, industry consultant, has like 20 years of, of experience in the industry with events worldwide and stuff. And the co-author is uh, Ian Snowy, who's written the book about uh, Marshall Jefferson, the Oasis and Paul Weller. So he's, um, you know, written many books and has a lot of experience. So like these two people came together and um, I'm in the team working for Layla making the book. And it basically has like exclusive interviews and pictures of women in dance music. But But the cool thing is it's not only artists, so we've got like women that were club owners, uh, singers, dancers, promoters. We've got some really big names like Nina Kravitz, Nicole Mudaba, um, Barbara Tucker, Jocelyn Brown, Candy Statton, Sam Devine, Jaguar. <laughs> There's so many. Um, uh, wow, that's so, I absolutely love this. This is so cool that you're doing this. Yeah, and um, it's been just amazing interviewing these women and and having their story finally told because there's never been a book about them. And there are many women that were like behind the scenes and very important and people just didn't know about them. Like, for instance, Carl Cox's manager for 22 years, Lynn Cosgrave, uh, you know, was a woman and that's just incredible you know (laughs) yeah that's crazy yeah yeah so um have you been interviewing these actual people and putting their story in the book from what they've said to you Mm -hmm. yes I have uh, interviewed quite a few women um and it's just incredible to 
to just be able to ask them whatever you want and it's just really inspiring um so so yeah for me it was just uh just a great way to to work from home during lockdown in the beginning and just um be able to talk with these with these women that have time now because you know they're yeah. in lockdown they have time to talk to you and to really go deep into their career yeah i think that's the main thing at the moment like people are like available to chat to you which is like so cool at the moment like normally these people would be like touring constantly um so yeah yeah that's so cool that you're doing that i love it i'm definitely gonna like share that when um you come out with it and stuff cool yeah um when is it coming out it's coming out in around october november but uh, it's available to pre-order from now um at like ladyofthehousebook.co.uk that's our like website you can pre-order for when it comes out so so yeah everyone should check it out it's going to be a really like high quality book it's going to be a three kilo book full of photos and like posters it's going to be crazy so the question i was going to ask was how have you kind of found it as a woman in music Mm. i feel like in electronic music there's a massive lack of women and how have you found it uh yes i mean it's been like a mixed bag i feel like initially i was so excited to be playing at clubs when i started in bristol that i wouldn't even like look around me what's going on i wasn't i wasn't just even aware that there was a huge imbalance of like women to men and stuff. I was just really excited to play, to do my set, to have like people dancing and stuff. But I think after a few years, it kind of sank in where, you know, I hadn't lost the excitement, but you start of going deeper into the scene and actually realizing stuff on a deeper level. So, so now by doing this book, I feel like I've definitely seen how many women do exist and haven't gotten much credit for it. But also, yes, in general, there is a lack. And I feel that it can be sometimes overwhelming, you know, when you go to a club to play a set and the whole lineup is is men and you're the only woman there. It's the only thing I found really difficult is um, you know, you kind of chat when you have a set and stuff, and boys can sometimes, you know, make a small clique and you kind of you know don't feel as comfortable to join in but I think after a a few like times of doing that you kind of understand how to get into that zone but I think it would be just better to have a a more equal lineup and I think we're moving towards it I'm definitely seeing progress yeah I think over the past few years there's been just so many incredible people like making efforts to I don't know really push it so that there's more female role models as well because I feel like that's the main thing isn't it but uh, you've probably seen Jaguar's new like project that she's running um actually I I interviewed Jaguar for the book so I'd spoken to her um a few months before she'd launched it and you know she couldn't tell me what it was but (laughs) she was alluding to a new project of hers that's going to be really cool and yeah it's a such an exciting initiative I don't think I can enter because I'm, I think it's until 18 years old or something and I'm 22. Um, but I've definitely supported it on on socials and stuff and I'm sure she's going to find uh, many people interested in that age group and it's just great.
do you want to talk a little bit about because you've released like music and I was listening to it earlier I really love it um do you want to talk a little bit about kind of your process of what what's your production process like uh okay so basically I I every time I start a new track I lay out a very basic foundation so kind of like a template of like just some basic drums and stuff and for me the most important thing is finding a catchy melody so because I write melodic techno you know melodic house it has to be the melody has to be at the forefront and something catchy so I might take like days working on a synthesizer to find a catchy melody a riff and after I find that I kind of build the other elements around it so like my and then I change my bass I change my kick I change my percussion to like complement the main riff so yeah that's how it goes usually I really focus on the melody and then take it from there cool yeah I really loved it like your music I was listening to it and it's just I'm quite into techno to be fair but like I was like I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. it so yeah thank you so much no it's um and I feel like I don't make the kind of hard uh dark fast techno I make a more kind of like genre introducing I feel techno like you know a person that's not that into it can get into it because it's kind of dancey it's got a groove I sometimes put vocals and stuff you know it's a bit more approachable and I'm trying to make it uh you know to bring people into techno that wouldn't listen to it normally because it's a great genre Yeah, it's definitely exactly what you described as like melodic techno. Like, yeah, it is a really good kind of sound to introduce people to the genre. I I, I agree with you completely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you can put it on and it's not like, whoa. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You can listen to it maybe in the afternoon or morning and get away with it. You know, it's not too much. (laughs) Yeah. You mentioned that you use vocals. Do you normally just do like vocals loops or do you ever like have collaborate with anybody? Uh, that's a that's a very good question because actually I have a track coming out in around a month's time which is the first track I've written that's not just with a vocal loop but I had a vocalist come in and record a poem for me actually she was reciting a poem in Greek Uh, she's a Greek friend of mine uh, Dimitra and um, yeah she'd written this poem like three years ago And we were at my friend's house just um, recording different stuff like guitar, saxophone and stuff to use for this track. And she came in last minute and was like, I've got this poem. I've written it like three years ago. Should I give it a go? I was like, yeah, why not? Okay, cool. And then she started saying it with with my song behind the instrumental. And it just like fit perfectly without any editing and stuff I was like that's it you know this is good this is going to be what goes in the track and we're going to have a collaboration so um I moved to Bristol afterwards this was like a month ago and I was working on the track here and uh, and yeah so that's going to be my first like vocal track collab coming out with uh, Greek vocals. Oh cool, that's so exciting. When's that coming out? Um, In around a month's time. I don't have a date yet, but in like cool. one month. So I would say mid-June, end of June. And it's gonna be called oh, Morphing. So yeah. Oh cool, I can't wait to hear it. Oh, I'll check it out. Really? That's really cool. I like that you've kind of like 
put like a bit of your home i don't know into the track exactly. yeah it's really cool yeah and i think it's something that hasn't been done before because um i don't think i've heard any melodic techno tracks with greek vocals specifically so i'm yeah. quite excited to maybe be the first person that has done that yeah that's cool because i suppose like you were saying if techno is not that big at home like it's probably not gonna um like that might not have happened before yeah yeah i think so 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 yeah What's your kind of typical setup? I don't know much about DJing, but I'm just kind of asking for people that might be interested. Yeah, so my DJing setup is just the CDJ 2000s, which is like the decks used in clubs and stuff. So they're the industry standard. Um, and then basically my USBs, I just load up my music. I avoid playing with a laptop usually if I can, because it can sometimes cause problems in a club. You know, it's uh, it's a bit risky anyways, bringing a laptop. Um, so yeah, nothing too fancy, just that for DJing. And then even for production, I don't have much equipment because, because I, was, I knew I was gonna come to Bristol and move. I couldn't buy like big synthesizers or drum machines and stuff and then fly them over to uh, to Bristol. So I kept my equipment quite minimal on purpose. Uh, I just literally have a laptop, uh, a MIDI keyboard, just a 16 key one and two monitor speakers and Ableton, the software and, and that's it. And I just, uh, not about the equipment mostly, but it's layering the sounds and, and putting them in the best way possible to maximize the track, to make it sound clean, punchy, and, and groovy, really. I was gonna say, you um you did like a few takeovers on like the BBC radio and Bristol, didn't you? Like, mm-hmm. how was that? Yeah, that was really interesting and I was really excited when they contacted me. So I did the DJ takeover for BBC Bristol um, and yeah, I just put in a mix. I didn't think much of it. I was like, you know, I've got nothing to lose. And then about two, three weeks, they came back to me saying they're going to air it and that they've chosen it. And that was really exciting and, and it was unexpected because they literally aired the show on the day I moved back to Bristol which was kind of like a weird you know timing it was really fun that's really so, weird yeah oh that's really nice though like a little light welcome back exactly I was so excited <laughs> yeah. I was like first day in Bristol and I'm on BBC Bristol <laughs> oh that's so cute yeah I love that do you think like um you're gonna stay in Bristol like permanently if you really like the scene there yeah, I think so. I mean, um, I've just started my job in the office as well, um, which is in Bristol, uh, that I'd been working from home, doing the book. We're going to start doing events now. And I feel like the scene, when it, when everything opens up, it's going to be like really happening. I'm also playing at two festivals uh, in the summer, uh, El Dorado Festival um, cool. and Tokyo. That's World. amazing yeah which is congratulations i hope that goes well for you thank you yeah i'm I'm super excited for festivals like i literally think it's the best place to play you know in the sun and everything 
um so yeah so yeah I'm, I'm i'm really hoping i stay here in bristol but i also wouldn't mind traveling a bit and playing in clubs and other places and then coming back you know that would be ideal so we'll yeah definitely have you done much of that like around even just around the uk or like anywhere else um um i've only done like in greece and different places um yeah. So I've played in that beach resort area that I was talking about initially, and then yeah. Salonika, which is the main city. But um, yeah, I haven't traveled that much because when I was DJing uh, in Bristol last time I was here, I was a student. So I had to like balance student work and balance DJing. So I didn't yeah. have much time to combine traveling also. So I'd play locally to kind of like fit my schedule. But now I have time, so let's see, you know, what bookings come about and and yeah. Yeah, you should come to Nottingham. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. You should play in um Stealth is like our best venue for kind of like techno and stuff. I feel like you fit in really well there. Okay, I'll um, check it still, out. Yeah. Maybe yeah, message them and see. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was gonna say, what's it like when you're back home and you kind of play techno? If it's not massive over there, is everyone kind of like, do you play it or do you think more like, okay, I need to play something else for this crowd? Yeah, so um so yeah, you kind of like have to tone it down slightly. But for me, if I can't play close to what I want to, I would rather like not play. Because yeah. you know, there's there's other DJs that could play those sort of styles that they would do it better than me and they would enjoy it. So I'm always about like not pressuring myself into, you know, playing somewhere I don't want to. But there are a few clubs that play techno. So I've only tried to play at those places where I feel like it will be well received. Um, I've played like Tokyo Club in uh, Thessaloniki, which is the city I grew up in, which is really cool. And, you know, it's a small place, but it's kind of nice sometimes playing in a small club because you've got everyone really close to you and you feel like you're actually in the party. You're not like far away behind the barriers. You're in it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that, that was also pretty cool. Yeah. Is it mainland Greece? Yeah, it's mainland, it's northern Greece. So okay, cool. like the second capital of Greece after Athens, uh, Thessaloniki is the next biggest city. Okay, okay, nice. Yeah, I don't know too much about it. I've been to like the Greek islands, but I've not actually been to actual oh. Greece. But yeah. I love the Greek islands. Yeah, that's, Which I've one did you go to? I've been to Crete, um, Rhodes and I swear maybe I've not been to another one. I think maybe it's just those two. But yeah, I had an amazing time. I, I love it there and I'd quite like to go to more, I think. But yeah. No, you should so definitely. Yeah. There's so many to explore, so many. <laughs> Obviously, we talked about female artists earlier because um, of your book, but like, who are your favourite female artists? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think my ultimate favourite one would have to be B Traits. Um, she's Canadian and she's a techno producer and DJ and she just like mixes up her dj sets a lot so she could be playing techno and then play a few breaks and then go back to techno and she just really keeps the energy up and her production is great uh, and then i'd say another favorite would be nicole madabo who is featured in the book so that's really exciting um and she's lebanese and she's just a real powerhouse you know when you see her she has like 
black huge hair she's like really fierce and you know she's just um you know a striking a striking woman like she's great on stage so yeah i'd say these two are my favorite What's kind of coming next for you? Is there anything that you kind of want to plug um, for us to go check out? Um, I would say, yeah, I have that single coming up. Then I have another single, which is coming out around the same time. So I'd like to maybe talk about that. It's um, coming out with uh, SET Records, which is the record label I'm signed to. Uh, It's a Greek one. And it's a track called Lunatic. And it's very heavily influenced from all the kind of African tribal music I've been listening so I really hope that come across in that single because you know I really studied that music and tried to incorporate elements of it so yeah I'd say that one's going to be out again in June so yeah my, my two tracks coming out I think you know that's the thing I'm most looking forward to and then getting back into events which is something that I haven't done for ages obviously <laughs> yeah so do you, you do event management as well yes we do different events in um halo in bournemouth um we do lakota in bristol okay. um the i've heard of that venue actually lakota yeah it's really it's really um you know it's really historic actually Lakota and uh, our office is like one minute away so it's you know always a good reminder of kind of the scene and the 90s and it's just a great venue um so yeah we're doing shows in the O2 Oxford we do Bristol but yeah now we're just sorting out the diary and stuff because um you know we just got the news that we can reopen so we're in the process I bet you're so busy right now we are crazily busy like yeah. Um, yeah, but but it's really exciting when you know that you're actually going to to have the events at the end of the day. You're not just planning for nothing, you know. So it's uh, exciting, but also very tiring. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that's really exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited to see like you posting about your gigs and stuff, and hopefully maybe one day I'll make it down to Bristol and yeah. see what a night out is like down there because I don't know. But, yeah. I think you'll love it. There's no way yeah. you can't love it. You have to tell I me next time. Well. <laughs> yeah, and you need to come for a you need to come and DJ in Nottingham. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and it was really nice to talk to you and I didn't realise anything about your book and I just I'm so like excited about that. That's so cool. Yeah, it was so nice talking to you and I'm really excited to be on your podcast. It's my first one. So, Aww. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, happy cool. I had, um, you know, things that, that were of interest now that stuff is opening up. So, so yeah. Yeah, it must be nice to actually have something to promote for once. <laughs> exactly. And something yeah. to look forward to and to, to, you know, tell people about. No, it's really good. I'm very optimistic now. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much, and I'll stay in touch. Yeah, thanks so much, Kiki. Have a nice day. See you soon. Yeah, you too. Speak to you soon. Bye.